Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello, and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. And my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. And another week begins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good week, I can tell. Oh, good. Good, good. I'm glad. Glad someone can. I, uh, I'm just, I'm too foggy on Mondays. <laughs> it never fails. Well, that's a good thing we're recording this on Friday, then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you had to give it away. I know. So hard. <laughs> then when we do live shows, it wouldn't be as special. The live yeah. shows are that special because they're live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we've got a little news. First of all, I want to rant. I just, you know, my I, I enjoy ranting. Um, Google Reader. <laughs> I still can't believe they pulled the plug on that, and I think so, we might have covered that before, but. I don't know if you haven't. Can you tell me? Because I haven't read enough about this. Why are they pulling the plug on Google? What did they say? They said that it was not social enough. In the raw, the raw form of it is it's not social enough. It wasn't. It wasn't connecting properly with this new uh, Google Plus Goal route. You know, um, it just wasn't in line with what they want. Because I was wondering, because they also announced last week that they were going to merge all their communications platforms. So, like, the, the Google Talk, uh, Google Phone, um, all these different things in Google+, Plus, um, all it's going to be merged into one platform called, I think they, the, the rumors, it's going to be called Babbel. But, so, I was wondering if this reader shutdown had something to do with that. Not that I know of. The, apparently, a, a past Google employee who was involved in that um, put his own words out there, and that's basically what I very, very roughly um, condensed by saying that it was just not in line with what they were going, you know, with the way they were moving. Um, I, it still pisses me off. There's a lot of people that use it. Yes, it's not you know, nothing like some of their other things, I guess, but it's it's an awesome tool. I, I'm going to really miss it. it. It's kind of surprising that that they didn't. Like revamp it or, or make a new version of some kind of RSS reading tool that they put into, you know, another product before they killed it. Because you know they'll come out with some kind of RSS reader tied into Google Plus or um, this new Babel thing. Who knows? But it's it's interesting that the, they're killing this off first before they have a replacement. Well, even like what they do with Google Wave, why don't they just throw it into an open source? Do something with it. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything about that, which surprises me. But what really pissed me off is now they've launched Google Keep, which uh, had surfaced just over last week and then officially launched this week. Um, have you seen that yet? I haven't got a chance to play with it. No, it's, I, I haven't played with it either, but it, it, it doesn't look very mind-blowing or anything. It, it, but it's essentially the Evernote for Google. So and, you're saying uh, it's, not, it's not a keeper? I'm just cheesed off. Why launch something new 
and shut down something that's working. You know, yes, launch something new, but uh, anyway, it's, uh, this whole thing doesn't make sense to me. And it yeah, me they would they would have been much better just buying Evernote than trying to compete with them because Evernote has such a strong, solid foundation, and so many people are just tied into it, locked into it. Well, you know, had they not shut down Google Reader, I might have been a little more open to it. But I'm not going to put all of my stuff, uh, all of my notes somewhere. It's likely going to shut down at some point because they're so fickle. Uh, just yeah. anyway, you, I love Evernote. I use it all th- the time. Do you think Google Reader ever had any ties into assigning authority to websites based on subscriptions? If and it did. It, it's weak, I would imagine. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of would think that that would be. You know, a bad signal these days. Um, and maybe that's one of the reasons we're getting rid of it because they can't use it the way they wanted to. Yeah, very possible. Um, all right. Hey, there's been some birthdays too. Yes, there has. My boss's birthday is today. Oh, <laughs> of course. We had to mention that. Yes. <laughs> it's also John. Well, since you, t- you gave everyone away that we're doing this on Friday, it's Barry Schwartz's birthday today. So happy birthday, Barry. Oh, nice. Barry and my boss on the same day. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But what we were getting at <laughs> <laughs> is my son's birthday tomorrow, right? Because <laughs> his birthday is tomorrow. <laughs> well, well, fine then. Mine's on the 29th, so it's not far away either. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> Yahoo's 18th birthday was March 1st, 18. Which blows my mind because, I, I, like I said, my son's birthday is tomorrow, Saturday, and he'll be 18. So it's really weird to me to think that you know, Yahoo and my son launched in the same month. <laughs> Yahoo must have really turned you on. I must have. <laughs> no, actually, uh, actually, my son was a honeymoon baby. Uh, yes, uh, same with my same with my son. Actually, it's, it's a special time, and then it we just screw everything up so quickly. You know? <laughs> Certainly, make things tougher. I didn't and, realize you and Sarah were married that long. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys yeah. seem way too young to be married that long. It's not that long. What is it? Five, six years? I can't even. I, I'm on the spot. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> you're, you're right. Your son's not 18. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, Twitter turned seven. Uh, that was just, was that yesterday or today? I think it's today. Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. And it's got 200 million active users now. Not bad. When's Google Plus's birthday? Do we know? Brother. What is it, two? Is it? Uh, it'll be close. I don't know. Is it even over a year yet? Oh, it must be. If I think it's, if it think it's been just about a year, it's usually twice that. <laughs> so in my yeah, brain exactly. works. <laughs> I'm Google searching as we speak. So go ahead. All right. Well, the other part is uh, that I thought was kind of cool, and this is, uh, you know, I, I lean heavily on SE Roundtable and um, Search Engine Land. Actually, a lot of it's been from Barry today. So coincidentally, he's been doing a great job on his birthday. Um, Google Plus Photo Search. This is kind of cool. So if you do a search on Google, let's say Ferrari, um, and most of the time pictures will come up anyway, but when it doesn't, or say you want more, you just you can actually hone your search. It says, uh, uh, what are the exact words? I can't remember, but it's a little drop-down that appears below the search box, and you can pick that and then choose Photos, and it'll just show photos for that phrase. Kind of cool. That is cool. That's new. So I, I, I have the answer to the Google Plus birthday. It will be two on June twenty eighth. There you go. And its second birthday, it'll have over five hundred million registered users, two hundred thirty five million of which are active. So almost, yes, almost half. Active. Almost I'd like half. I don't know what you mean by active. Um, 
check to see if their friends have arrived yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, there's a lot of activity in Google+, and our community proves it. Our community on Google+, rocks, and it way, way outperforms our community on Facebook. So you guys on Facebook better step up your game because Google+, <laughs> is taking, taking you out. Ooh, ooh, throwing it, throwing it down. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I agree. It, Google Plus has been doing really well, and it was a cheap shot at Google Plus. I couldn't help it though. But yeah, it has been very, very. I honestly find it the most powerful social platform right now in terms of valuable communication. <laughs> like I can actually learn a lot from being in Google Plus. It doesn't you, happen so much on Facebook. You, you know what's a great thing about Google Plus is that I don't think most people realize Google has been learning how to fight spam since its life began however many years ago and they have totally integrated spam prevention into google plus and you almost never see spam it's amazing to me it's a good point it's true it it still baffles me a bit like honestly yeah i i haven't done enough reading around to be honest but when using google plus how to make it into a sort of a marketing platform other than the communities communities are a no-brainer and work really well but in terms of my own personal profile if i want to write share an article and stuff how often does it actually show up is do you have to consider it like twitter that it only appears at certain times of day and you have to pick the time of day you do the post it seems that way but see the way i look at it is let's say you write a post and i'm following you and say my sister follows you and if i have a lot of people i'm following your post is going to flow through my for lack of a better word wall quicker than it would my sister's who doesn't follow as many people so I think it's 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 in it's like Twitter in that respect, you know, how many people you follow and are really is going to depend on how fast things move across your your feed. But Does that make sense? It's, it's based on the time you post it. That's the annoying part. Um, yeah. So if if you follow ten people and they all post something within fifteen minute period, and yours is the last one, it's going to be at the top until someone else posts something new. Is that what you mean? Well, essentially, yeah. So it's it's it is very important what time of day you do the posts. It's very important uh, that's you know a lot of the things that you think about with Twitter, except that you can be bigger about what you write and, and the content and the quality. The image quality is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, photos and images it just slaughter on Google Plus. It's the best place ever for photographers. But um, yeah, it, it's there's a lot to learn. Put it that way, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like. No, hundred thousand times more than I do about how to really, really um, use Google Plus effectively. But I, I have we, we we've been successful. Community, the, our community is doing great, and thanks to you setting up. Thanks to you for setting it up. Well, thanks to the community for participating so much. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Okay, now it's uh, let's take a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about Bing showing authorship. Big moot, big some pretty big news. SEO one hundred one will be back right after recess. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. 
Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we've talked a lot in the past about authorship. Um, you're, you, you in particular, John, you've certainly got lots riding on it these days with the business you're in. Absolutely. And uh, the latest news is that Bing is, sh- is showing... Uh, a distinct interest in authorship and actually has shown images of authors within results, which is... The, the interesting thing about Bing's version, though, it's not actually tied to an author. It's tied to the subject of the article in some cases. So you might see the same kind of picture you'll see in Google in Bing results. Um, if someone wrote an article about Obama, you might actually see Obama's picture in there about the subject of the article. That's happening as well. Not necessarily just the author of the article, but in many cases it's the subject or topic of the article where the image shows as well. And even though Obama is not linked into an article like that, they'll pull the profile picture you know, that's usually used with the social through Bing. So it's very, very interesting the way they're approaching it as compared to the way Google's approaching it. Well, look at the uh, image I just posted for you there on our notes. Um, and it shows the actual author showing up. It's about yep. an article about Matt Cutts. I'm looking Neos. at the bottom one at the top. Um, and then Matt Cutts, of course, shows up in, in Bing's version, version of Knowledge Base. Yep, sure. And it does it both ways. It'll do the author sometimes, but there's, there's been many cases where it's the subject of the article. So it wouldn't surprise me at all to see this exact same results with Matt Cutts' picture in there instead of, uh, um, who is that? Who wrote that? I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, see, there's a problem with the way they're doing it, too. Yeah, Because they, they have the picture, but they don't give you any information about the author at this point. And, and by a, obviously, this is so new that it's going to be a bit rusty. But it's, do we need yet another example of how authorship's going to be the huge in rankings? I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, authorship is, is absolutely critical for people who write content. Now, I had a really good question um, come across on the webmaster or the google plus community someone has asked about authorship related to products so if you write a description mm-hmm. of a product can you put authorship and tie it to that 
and it's, it's an outstanding question. And I don't know if we've had anybody test it thoroughly yet, but my gut feeling says that authorship is really going to rely on content-based you know, articles and that they're going to be able to identify this as a product listing and not an article, and they will not apply authorship to it. It's just well, my and, gut feeling. Yeah, well, and okay, first thing is uh, I don't think they should. I think there's no reason an author should be attached to a product that makes no sense unless it's... And, and, and I'll debate that in just a second, but go ahead. Unless it's actually a book or something like that. or. A, but when it comes to the other part, when you were mentioning that question, the question to the point, though, was he's assuming it will show up, and if it does, you've got an author next to a product, will that actually dissuade people from clicking because they think that it's not a product? You know, it, it. You know, that was. It was. That's why I thought it was really interesting. He was really thinking farther ahead too. Yeah, but that's a good point. And again, no idea how that would work. No, no. That's what you want to debate. But but okay. As far as products, not you don't think that it should have authorship. And in most cases where you have just like an e-commerce site where you have product pages, I agree completely. Which is what I'm but, thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, but there are times when people are doing really intricate and well thought out content marketing strategies around products and in, in that particular case if there's a really good content marketing strategy around a particular product um, and the, the content that's around that product could very well have um, authorship markup or author rank markup associated with it I think that would be right depending on the type of content that's using that car- content marketing strategy yeah. well in that case they're truly an author they're not just posting a product to me that makes more sense Versus yes. e-commerce. Yes, yes, and no. Because I'm thinking of a specific strategy that I've seen that I that I really can't go into detail with, just because I'm not allowed to. As far as how you should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. You can surround a particular individual product with shopping cart capabilities around that product inside of a content marketing play. So yeah, no, I, 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 well, I'm picturing what you're talking about. I mean, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm picturing that, and that makes sense. I mean, if you've got good content and you happen, it's just like having an ad in your content, really. Right. It, yeah. It, that makes sense. If, if the majority of the page is an article and you were the author of it, then you should get the author credit and it, your image should show up. And it, if you happen to have a product or a, something being sold within it, awesome. Good work. <laughs> So, so as long as we're talking about, here's another interesting scenario that that I uncovered, uh, and we might have talked about this last week actually. So stop me if we have, but did did some backlink research or some some actually duplicate content research for a company, and somebody had been using the same content on multiple sites. It was in the lawyer space, and there was like 15 websites all had the same content, um, pages of content, and when you did a search for the snippet of content to see who all was using it. Five or six of those p- results had authorship tied to it and author rank applied to it. Yes, you just mentioned this. Yeah. So, but I, I was thinking more and more about that, and I really think that's going to be a negative sim- sim- signal for author rank, if, especially if it happens to that individual author more than once and it happens on a regular basis that 
that they're claiming authorship of the same article that other people are claiming authorship on, if that happens over and over and over again for an individual author, I think that's going to be a negative signal for author rank. I don't, I don't know that that makes sense, though. I mean, Google is pretty good at not just putting all their eggs in one basket. They're also looking at when the, the post was actually posted so they can attribute it to the proper author. Right, right. So, so let's say um, you have a website and you use syndicated content and you always claim authorship on that syndicated content. That's going to be a negative symbol because you're not yes. really writing that content and it's going to act as a negative symbol towards your author rank. But technically, syndicated content is posted after the fact when the re- from the original. So, well, I, I would yeah. agree. If, if yeah, I didn't see the search result that showed six people with author rank pictures next to the, the listings, <laughs> the search results, all of the same articles. Yeah. No, no. I, hey, Google has glitches. There's no question yeah. about it. But no, when it comes down to what's going to be negative, uh, absolutely, if, if you're claiming authorship for something you didn't write, definitely. And syndication, that makes sense. Yeah. I, what I was coming from was if I was the author and other people were doing that, it's not going to negatively affect me. No, no, not you as the author. No. The no. person that's claiming. And, and where this comes into play, I think, is that people have like a WordPress blog and they just plug in a plug, uh, hook up a plug in that automatically assigns authorship to everything that gets published on there. And they write a lot of stuff, but then occasionally they use syndicated content. It's still going to claim their authorship on that syndicated content. And that could be a problem for them. They need mm-hmm. to be able to pick and select which ones they want to claim authorship of. It's 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 pretty cool. I'm ex- I'm excited about authorship. I think it's it's a long time in coming, and uh, it's it's going to really put our let us put our, our thinking caps on, which is refreshing. <laughs> links and stuff. Ugh, so tired of it. Oh, don't get me started on links again. <laughs> so tired of it. Uh, so what what have we got else we got here? Oh, uh, hey, you found something else about Google Image Search. Yeah, just an interesting thing about Google Image Search, they added some new parameters because now you can actually search for animated GIFs and transparent GIFs where you didn't used to be able to do that, which I just thought was kind of kind of cool that they're just adding little bits here and there to improve products. Um, and I thought that was a good improvement. Mm-hmm, no doubt. Course, uh, you'll probably get a seizure if you search for animated GIFs and get that entire page. <laughs> uh, flames. Search yeah. for animated flames. <laughs> Sure to do again. Um, well, let's take a quick break and we get back. We're going to jump into uh, a couple other things about Bing and then some more Google news. Ah, they've been busy. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So one thing I forgot to mention about uh, Bing was that uh, this is interesting. It's it's just a small thing, but... uh, Barry shared something today. Uh, Some had submitted an example of where they were trying to block a page within their site, within Google, within Bing Web, Webmaster Tools, and Bing said no. They essentially said, this, is, this con- piece of content is far too important. If you want to block this, you're going to have to use it. do it using the, the ro- robot's meta tag. So, so wait a minute. So they, they weren't blocking it with robots? Meta or anywhere, they just said, "Hey, don't index this." Because even in Google, you have to block it before they remove it from the index. Yeah, well, it says, "quote unquote." It seems we were trying to. This is from Bing. It seems you were trying to block URLs that we see as important. We do not support these blocks through Bing Webmaster Tools, and we recommend you add a no index meta tag to your URLs. So yeah, they weren't doing it, and they were just, I guess, taking the "quote unquote" lazy route um, by doing it through. Uh, being one master tools, and I, and I gather you can do it on a regular basis. I've never actually done it, um, never needed to. I always used the old school way, but um, you can do it normally. But in this case, it was too important, so they said no. Interesting, and it, and it reminds me of one of the sessions at MSX, SMX West um, a couple weeks ago. The session where they they said, "Okay, if you were the search engine, what would you do?" Um, and one of the examples was um, there was a somebody at a university who committed suicide, and they wrote this really well thought out, you know, very very, you know, literate suicide note that they published on the university website as their goodbye, right? And the university contact, of course, they got indexed. The university contacted Google and said, "Hey, could you please remove this?" And Google said, "No, this mm-hmm. person obviously wanted it published, you know." And but the Google said, "But." If you really want it removed from the index, if you take it off your site, we'll remove it. So if you really, really want something out of Google, the best thing to do is take it down if you have the capability to do it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, there you go. Old school. It's the way to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on the next bit, uh, Google has improved. Okay, this is something that I think is fantastic. And it took long enough for Google to do this anyway. But uh, Google Webmaster Tools, for those of you who have not, Sign up for it yet? Do it. <laughs> it's just you're not allowed to listen to our show again until you do it. <laughs> exactly. It's that important. <laughs> Sign it up. Is, it is the window into what Google sees 
partly what Google sees of your website, and, and it, it's very important, critical. Well, one of the things to do in order to sign up is you have to verify your site so that you can prove you actually own it so that you can prove, get actually get access to this sensitive, potentially sensitive information. Well, it used to be that you could only do once and only one user could get it. Well, Google then increased it so that you could actually have multiple users, thank God. But one thing they never did is give you the ability to find out how those persons were verified. So perhaps you're in a company where they have all had access to Google Webmaster Tools. That would not be smart, but if you did. Um, and all of a sudden, you start seeing names you don't really know, or you're wondering how this person got verified. You didn't approve it. And it'll actually tell you. They uploaded a file. They verified through... Um, Google Analytics, et cetera, et cetera. There's all different ways you can do it. So now it'll actually give you that background, which I think is very important. Do you, do you know if they still allow for mul- multiple files? Because they used to be, it, you could have two different people upload two different verification files on the same website, and both of them would get verified. Does that still happen? Because I don't think I don't think it should. But if it does, that's not a good thing. No, it's a good point. I don't know. I haven't done that in ages. Yeah, but, but um, I, I actually hope- just use the analytics option because I've always got analytics first. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, and another thing we found, uh, which I thought was very cool, um, and I shared it on our Google Plus community, was how to get Google's index of your website into Excel. That was kind of cool. And, and then you noted some great pointers as well. It's actually uh, was written by, uh, did it, no, I've already off the page here, oh, by Matthew Porter. And uh, he tells, he gives a great tutorial, and it's on our site there. Um, how to export a list of domains indexed on Google to a CSV file. Really handy. And why is it handy? Well, you get to find out what Google is indexing within your website and how it's appearing. Uh, That alone is something that's helpful, but there's a ton of other things you can do with that information as well, especially with competitors. What's the first thing that comes to mind for you, John? The great thing for me for that tool is the way how easy it is because it takes advantage of Google Docs and in the Excel portion of Google Docs, it'll take formulas. And one of the things it'll do is it'll pull in XML feeds. And basically, you can tell that a search result, you can tell the doc that this search result is an XML feed, and it'll just import the whole thing into your, well, not the whole thing, you have to do it in chunks, but it'll import it into that, that spreadsheet, which you can then export into a regular Excel, uh, what is it, comma-separated value file. Mm-hmm. Now, That's great. The, the suggestion you had to get um, uh, more than a thousand pages, which is currently the limit that uh, Matthew noted, was. Well, do you know why? That, you, do you know why that you know actually limit? works? Do you know why that's the limit? It's the old limit. I don't know anything else. It's it's the limit. So no matter how many results are returned return for any search phrase in Google, you can go through all the pages until you get to them. The, the, the max amount of search results that it will show you is a thousand. So that's the only that's why that you can only get a thousand from this yeah, this the old search. limit. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's it's the current limit. It's not an old limit. It's a current limit. <laughs> well, I consider it old because it's been around forever. But yeah, yeah but the but, but what you can do it it takes advantage of the site colon command. So you do site colon search for your domain, and it gives you the thousand results. But if you have more than a thousand pages on your site, you can actually do a site colon search for sections of your site at a time to get the whole thing covered. So if you have different subdirectories, you can use site colon search for domain.com slash directory one, or then get those thousand, then do slash directory two, get those thousand. So whatever the directories you have built into structure of your site, you can do it piece by piece, and then just kind of stitch them together. Now, yeah, it, it, it sounds a lot easier than it is, because actually you don't get all a thousand at once. Yeah. Um, you can get a maximum of 1,000. I think, what do you get, 100 at a time? 
Right, right now the most you can get. So you can add variables to Google's um, search yeah. string. To say, instead of getting ten results for a specific search, you can actually tell it you want a hundred results. But that's the most you can get at a time, which is what this tool will leverage. So you have so to. It'll take a bit of time, but it's certainly worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, take now, a lot would, of time if you have a hundred thousand pages. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're so, what would you do with that information? Stuff. What do you think would be really handy about it? With that information. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do it to see which, if it just pulls the URL or does it pull the titles and descriptions as well. Because that would be a really good way to, if you put all that in an um, Excel file, you can sort to see you know multiple descriptions or multiple titles that are the same or very, very similar um, <clears throat> to be adjusted. Um, there, there's some interesting things you could do with it. There's, a lot of, there's some other tools that will do similar stuff. That, so I'm still trying to wrap my head around how I would use this one specifically, what advantage it gives me over some of these other tools. Um, and one good way, to, one good thing to do would be to take that list. If you're redesigning your site, and you take a list of all your current URLs that are indexed, and then you're changing those URLs to something different, it'll help you build out your three three hundred one redirect map because now you know what exactly what's indexed. Then you don't have to build out three hundred one redirects for pages that are not even indexed, and, and so you can help. Um, make that process much more efficient using a tool like this. Excellent. So anyone wants to find this uh, tutorial, you can find it on our Google Plus SEO 101 page. And the way you do it is go to Google Plus, search in communities for SEO 101. And you'll find it in no time flat. Uh, and the last bit here before we sign off is a question from Tom Kucharski. Now, you posted this, John. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this off of Google Plus, and he's asking, real, sounds like a simple question, um, how do, how do you optimize a website with gzip compression? Any thirty thoughts or has anybody tried this? So just to, to, to help understand this a little better, gzip compression is something you can do on your server that basically zips up your entire website and the, your browsers and servers will still be able to read it, but it takes up a lot less um, bandwidth. Um, they say that the, the images and everything load faster. Um, when you do this, and your site becomes faster if you use this compression technology on your site on the server. Um, and he's asking, how, how does this work to optimize? Has anybody tried it? And really, the, the only thing this will do for you, I think, is really help you with your page load or your page speed. And if you're having a problem with page speed, this could improve your page speed. And we know that page speed is a, it's a small piece of the algorithm now, so that could help you somewhat. Um, again, people ask me, What's the best page speed? It's really, you just have to be faster than your competitors. So it really depends on your space, who you're competing against in the SERPs, and how they're doing with page speed as well, whether or not this would have any impact. Great. Thank you. It was a good one to, to add there. Yeah. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please, please feel free to email myself, ross at stepforth.com. Or you can contact John via Twitter, at John Carcutt. And uh, you want to add something? No, you're good, man. Tell me. All right. (laughs) Have a great week. And remember to tune in to future episodes, which air at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Until then, have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening, everybody.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.